Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Great to be here and the weekend is nearly upon us. How was your week, Mr. T? It's been good. Yeah, I've been back in the groove making my YouTube videos, uh, Imer. Mm -hmm. Um, I delivered a training on digital strategy, which was great. And I also, um, following your lead, I managed to get access to Twitter spaces. God, you're everywhere now, aren't you? I'm like butter. I get spread everywhere. I would say you're like, you know, one of those bad pennies you always turn up you know but anyway but yeah. actually talking about turning up you know the way like it's uh around night we're all trying to keep visible and one aspect a lot of businesses do and i i believe in it big time is networking mm. and uh funny the other day i was scrolling as you do on facebook and you're seeing all these like events you must come to this and you must come to that yes yeah what an ad appeared uh, regarding Bumble. Bumble. Now, before you ask, Bumble was uh, is an app. And All funny, right. it was launched, oh, about five, six years ago. Um, and it was the main rival of Tinder, right? Right. Okay. I would know not... I'm perfectly happy. So. Okay. <laughs> now, it's gone under a bit of a revamp and there are three modes, right? right? So dating... Well, I don't think that's for us, as we were saying, yeah. Um, BFF, best friends forever. Sure, you don't need that. You have me. Um, that's it, you know. Yeah. Don't need any more friends. You know, you're, you're worth 20 Quality. friends, Emer. Quality, not quantity. <laughs> and uh, biz, which is B-I-Z-Z, matches others in business, and you can expand your network. Wow. Did you know that? Huh? I don't so, know. So anyway, I was intrigued. I went and I set up a biz profile. And you put in your biz information and what you're looking mm-hmm. for, and you can decide. So I ticked networking. And this is where I was a bit confused. Do you swipe left or right? Because <laughs> I was there wondering, if I swipe the wrong way, God knows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, you swipe left for no, and, and you right. swipe right. Re- yes. Right for yes. Yeah. Oh, right. So I never thought I'd be swiping. Well, I tell you what, Emer, you know, with the joke that I've pulled out of the Curly Marketer archives, mm. I reckon if we were actually in the studio in person, you'd be taking a swipe at my face with today's joke. Go you know, on. I reckon. But it is a rocktastic joke. So um, here we go. It's, it's in honor of our guest as well on the topic. Okay. So, Emer, I'm thinking of starting a metal band with some of my connections to write songs about how important it is to connect with people in your professional network. And you know what we're going to call ourselves? What? <laughs> what? LinkedIn Park. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll go back on Bumble. Um, uh, swiping left, team. Swiping I, I, left. You are lucky we're not in the, in the studio. Anyway, as all I have to say is, if you find today's social media joke ever way engaging, 
Yes, you did. Everyone's very quiet. <laughs> and you would love more of them. They're even more quiet. You are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social show pod- podcast, Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. And maybe so, the pod bath as well, Emer, if you want. <laughs> I am definitely going back on Bumble. But anyway. Um, so to stop you in your tracks any further... We are not alone. We are with someone who is pretty good at the old networking. Uh, as funny, that's how we met on Clubhouse. Um, and that's not all we have in common. He's from Belfast too. Sorry about that, but you've that's got cool. two of us. Two it's of us. Good. We are joined today by Naraj Kapoor, a managing director of Everybody Works in Sales. I wonder, will he give us a job? Because this is going downhill. <laughs> I think my joke would lose sales, but hey, what can I say? Um, glad you said that, not me. <laughs> Naraj, uh, as a trusted sales coach for business owners working with providing sales training, and it gets results for SMEs, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and CEOs, Philip. So there's hope for you. Yeah. As well as corporates. So he's worked with like Barclays, Google, Sainsbury's, NatWest, the list goes on to name a few. Well, you're right, actually. I am a, a CEO before we continue. I'm the chief entertainment officer of this this particular show. So, uh... oh, hell. <laughs> but listen, back to the guest, you know, yes. Naraj will empower you to generate more revenue for your business with his one-to-one coaching, LinkedIn training, very interactive, high energy sessions. He'll keep you accountable. People forget that 50% of what they learn the next day, 90% is forgotten in a week. He'll teach you proven methods that will make you a trusted advisor to your clients. And that's not all. A LinkedIn trainer and an author of two Amazon bestsellers, Everybody Works on Sales, and The Easy Guide to Sales for Business Owners. So without further ado, if he is still here after my appalling joke, welcome Naraj Kapoor to Let's Get Social. Well, look, Emer, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I did have to think twice about it because within five minutes, I've written down, I'm like butter, I spread everywhere, Bumble, LinkedIn Park, and Chief Entertainment Officer. I really didn't know what to do with that. Meanwhile, I've got a picture of your white, quiff hairstyle staring back at me in my screen, Philip. So, you know. <laughs> Mine's starting to go white as well. Um, but anyway, I was going to ask you before we start, uh, what's your opinion of our hashtag social media comedian? Or do you think he needs to change direction and maybe go back into sales? Because he was in sales. <laughs> yes. I don't want to say acquired taste, but, you know, let me get to know you a bit more, Philip. I'm sure I'll begin to like your comedy more. <laughs> you know? Listen, it, it is. It's a slow burn, Naraj. You know, yeah. you probably need to go back over acquired. the last 59 shows to kind of get a feel. <laughs> okay. No, don't do that to him. Don't do that. But, uh, but no, listen, Naraj, in the serious side now, it is great to have you on the show um, because we were very interested to talk to you about LinkedIn because I suppose myself and Emer we're very much kind of, I suppose, entrepreneurs, business owners ourselves. LinkedIn is a big part of our, I suppose, new business, new relationship development strategies. And obviously with you being someone who is fantastic on LinkedIn, we wanted to really, I suppose, tap into your knowledge to share with our audience. And I suppose leading off the questions, you know, how should a business approach lead generation on LinkedIn? Uh, because we see everybody just jumping in, sell, sell, sell. Mm. As soon as someone connects with you, they're trying to sell oh, to yeah. you, which is shocking, you know. So uh, how, how do you feel someone should approach lead generation on, on LinkedIn? That's a very important question. And um, there's a number of things you got to do that's really important. First of all, and most people don't think about this, 
you have to be a person of value. You've got to give value first. So, you know, before I appeared in your show, uh, Emer asked me to be in the show. And the first thing I said is, okay, let me listen to it first <laughs> because I want to know if I like it or not. Because that's important. I don't say yes to every yeah. podcast. Yeah. I made that mistake three years ago when I started off in this business. I had a best-selling book. I appeared in so many podcasts. And afterwards, I'm like, why am I doing this for? This is terrible. So now I say, look, let me listen to it first. I did. And what was the first thing I did after I liked it? I promoted it on social media and I tagged mm. you in saying, check out the show. It's yeah. really good. Emer is amazing and Philip thinks he's funny. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naraj, we're going to be unconnected on LinkedIn after the show. <laughs> but I promoted the show. I gave value first. Even though you already asked me to be in the show, I gave mm. value first mm-hmm. because that creates a lot of goodwill. I didn't ask for anything in return. Mm-hmm. I never once said to you, oh, by the way, can you promote me? You've got to give value first, people. It shows a lot of goodwill, especially when you don't ask anything back. Mm-hmm. So if you want to create leads on LinkedIn, first of all, you have to create visibility. And a lot of people don't think about this. They just think, how do I sell? How do I earn money? It's not that simple. So first of all, one thing you must do is find people you want to do business with and like and comment on their posts at least mm-hmm. twice. That's, that's really key. And don't just go great post. Actually read the post they've done and give a thoughtful mm-hmm. comment. There's at least five words or more mm-hmm. that actually shows you've read it. And that's, this is really important. It takes time. And people don't like doing things that take time. Everybody yeah. wants a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really important oh, yeah. to do that. And the second thing you do is then you send a personalized invite on LinkedIn. And then you say, you know, thank I liked and commented on your post because of this reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn, kind regards near It's really simple. Do not under any circumstance say, I want to sell my services to you, which a lot of people surprisingly do. Um, or I'd like to um, learn more about your business, which is lazy, or I'd like to arrange a coffee meeting, or don't do any of that stuff. Just say, I've liked and commented on your post twice because of this reason, and happy to connect. Best wishes, Neeraj. That's simple. Mm-hmm. And then what I'll do is, I won't sell to them yet because, again, it's still too soon. So we'll like and comment on at least another post. I might even share their post mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it's only after I do that, then I will send not a message because a message is boring. I will send a LinkedIn voice note or, mm. if I'm not feeling too fat, a personalized video. <laughs> because it <laughs> depends on how I'm feeling that day. Am I, am I feeling fat today? No? Okay, I'll do, I'll do a video. If I am, I'll just do a LinkedIn voice note. Yeah. But again, it's something highly personal. Um, hi, I've liked and commented on quite a few of your posts. And I really like what you have to say about XXX. I'd love mm-hmm. to talk to you about LinkedIn training. However, I have no idea what you want. So I can't say anything to you. In fact, we may not even be the right fit. However, if you can tell me your biggest problems you're facing, I'll be happy to share advice. Best wishes, Neeraj. And that's and I've, I've tried hundreds of versions. And by mm-hmm. saying, look, I can't sell to you because I have no idea what you want, that puts somebody's defenses down. And if you mm. say, you know what, we may not even be the right fit. But if you tell me your biggest challenges, I'll happily share some advice. That's a very gentle way of selling yourself to somebody mm. and a very good way of generating leads. That's like the first big, big takeaway I wanted to give to everybody. Okay. Actually, that's a very good one because, yeah. you know, it's a bit like, you know, people kind of try, I said in the physical world, if you were to go into a bar, you wouldn't go straight up to somebody and go, Will you marry me? Do you know what I mean? Because you're not, you know, you're 
I don't that's know where you've been going wrong. I, no, that's where I, yeah. I was going wrong when I was trying to yeah. dace, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I can actually imagine Philip doing that. I can actually see Philip doing that in a bar going, hi. Did, did, it, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> oh, no. It's shocking. Uh, shocking. What I mean, so anyway, that's uh, in the physical space you want to avoid doing. Um, I mean, like Naraj, you know, you know, you've been, as I say, we're talking about networking earlier. Um, physically, you'd be out and about and whatever else. Um, and now it's all online. Again, people don't realize LinkedIn is more of a networking social space, um, you know, rather than a social social, I always feel. What should you always avoid when you're trying to sell on LinkedIn? Are you kind of like, it's a bit like what I was saying earlier would be one, you know, what would you say in regard to feel safe way to avoid selling on LinkedIn? Okay, so here are the things you must never do. Don't say to somebody, I want to meet to discover what you do, because it's on their LinkedIn profile. And not everybody has a great LinkedIn profile, but at least look at their website. But saying I'd like to find out more about you is just lazy. Mm. Uh, Talking about yourself nonstop is really bad. Uh, One of my coaching clients recently, we had a coaching session. He goes, before we start, I want to share my screen with you. I said, sure. And he showed me the LinkedIn messages he's getting from all my competition. I mean, we're just laughing about it over coffee, thinking, oh, my mm-hmm. God, people actually say this. I mean, these are sales coaches. They should know better. And they all say the same thing. Hi, I'm an award-winning coach. Me, 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 me. Here's oh, no. my calendar link. Let's book a meeting. Hi, I'm an award-winning coach. Me, me, me. And almost every <laughs> single person had the same pitch. Head. It was yeah. shocking. Mm. And these are people who are meant to be setting the standards in the industry. So don't talk nonstop about yourself. Don't ask people what they do. Don't try and get a coffee meeting or a Calendly link or a Zoom meeting on your first attempt because mm-hmm. if you don't know somebody, why would they give you their time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the th- thing to really do, and not enough people really appreciate this, you've got to learn about selling. So look, uh, my, my mother's a physiotherapist. She spent three years becoming a physio. My brother's a tennis coach. He spent years doing that. My brother-in-law is a doctor. He spent nine years doing that. I got friends mm-hmm. who are solicitors who spent five, you know, you've got to spend years doing this. And yet when mm-hmm. people sell, often they've had no training. Mm-hmm. They have maybe read a book or seen a few LinkedIn articles, but they're all just making it up. And if you yeah. go on LinkedIn and start making it up, you're going to feel horribly. And that's why most people don't succeed in LinkedIn. And it's why mm-hmm. so many people write LinkedIn off because they don't sell properly. Like when you were talking about the approaches, like I totally agree with what you're saying, Naraj. Like I use for new connections, I will do either a, a voice recording to say, listen, thanks so much for connecting. And mm-hmm. if I can help you, just reach out. Or exactly if I'm in in my case, if I'm having a bad hair day, <laughs> I'm, I won't do a video. But if, if it's if it's a legendary hair day, the video is gone, you know. Mm. And, uh, but it's amazing that that sense of taking the time for a bit of human connection already, you know, you know, that sort of first impressions last. Yeah. Um, you have that sort of that first chance to make an impression and anyone that kind of tries to connect with me and suddenly either it's that non-personalized approach or there's a straight in, we can help you do this. I'm sort of going, mm, maybe not. I'll or we can help you with your social media strategy, Philip. Well, yeah, you got that, didn't you? Was like, yeah. Like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it was like, did you not even read the profile of Emer? you know? Um, no. So you're spot on, Naraj. I think there is this misnomer that it, it is all about, I always want to feel, and I'd welcome your thoughts on this, Naraj. I think 
the word patience is so undervalued in mm-hmm. social media. You know, everybody wants to go viral, needs yeah. to be cracking sales, hitting KPIs. Yet the ability to build a relationship takes time. You know, you have to oh, learn your craft. Right. You know, business is a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. Which is ironic, because I used to be a sprinter. <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> but he's running so out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I do. This is back in the days, my hair and a six pack. I was a good sprinter because you know, being in working class Northern Ireland, I was often only mm-hmm. Indian kid anywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the bullies would say things to me until the age of thirteen. I haven't grown since I was thirteen, so I could fight people easily. The problem was, I stopped growing at thirteen. And at 15, 16, everybody was taller than me. I'm like, oh God. So I have to learn to sprint away from people. Now, that's why I became, I'm true. That's why I became a great sprinter. I was the second fastest in my school. Wow. I trained with Northern Ireland Athletics team because I was a brilliant sprinter to run away from people who were bullying me and they couldn't catch me. <laughs> that was a wow. thing. Um, but business is a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. Hmm. And it takes time. But again, people often go for the easy option. So I'll give you a really good example. We've all seen these adverts on Facebook and Instagram and various platforms. I will teach you to lose weight by eating as much as you want. Now that will always oh, do I like you them. Off. Yeah, but they will always that they will sell a hundred times more than somebody saying, you know what? It's gonna to be tough losing weight. It's gonna be yeah. difficult. You're gonna falter. You might only lose one pound a week, but I'll be there to help you. Now, the second one's the more realistic and honest, but the first one's what people buy because mm-hmm. people want easy options rather yeah. than hard options. And that's a, yeah. that's a human thing, unfortunately. And there's a lot of people, sadly, who take advantage of that. Yeah. No, it's 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 spot on. Unfortunately, everybody wants a viral post, a viral video. Yet, everyone, for example, like YouTube is on everyone's lips. You know, uh, you know, I want to get a million followers and be earning loads of ad revenue, but you don't see those creators how they spent the last five or ten years uploading thousands of videos to get to that point. Um, like I suppose, Niraj, when you're prospecting, how can or should a business go about finding their ideal prospects on LinkedIn? It's very important to know who your prospect is first. When I ask clients, because I spend every single morning, don't forget, every morning from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock, I coach. And I'm always asking people these questions. And it's quite interesting that most of them say, anybody with money, you know, and, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's not, that's not an answer. Um, you, yep. you have to be very defined. So when I set my business up three years ago, I was shocked at how difficult it was. I spent 23 years in corporate London, running sales teams, working with a Guardian newspaper group, working with FTSE 100s. Mm. And I struggled so much running my business because I genuinely thought everybody was my client and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And then I spent so much time trying to help solopreneurs working from home, but so many solopreneurs work on survival, not growth. So I then had to find business owners with five members of staff or less, and those are my clients. Obviously, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs who got multiple businesses are as well, but people who work from home before lockdown and are just trying to get by, that's not my customer. But it took me a long time to find that. Mm-hmm. But what I do is now I've built my business in such a way that customers come to me, and that's how you want to build a business because chasing mm-hmm. people all day is not very nice. It isn't. No. But Again, it takes effort. So the liking and commenting on potential prospects posts is important. Mm -hmm. So I find them on LinkedIn. I just do a search for business owner. You can do, you know, a refined search on LinkedIn who your audiences is, do a refined search UK. You can break it down into Ireland. But Mm -hmm. I do all that through LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, because I do posting five days a week and my posts give massive value to people, Mm -hmm. I then create engagement in my posts. I used to get maybe 10 comments in a post. Now, 
I'm getting between 30 to 50 comments in a post, which is huge. And I get this consistently five days a week because I'm giving so much value. And every single person who comments, I reply back to them. And anybody who shares my posts, I record a video for them saying, thank you so much. That means so much to me. So again, I'm engaging, I'm engaging all day long. But again, it takes so much time mm-hmm. and people don't think about this. You're going to be setting aside 90 minutes a day for LinkedIn yeah. if you want yeah. to do it properly. And that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you finding, Naraj, when you were applying that very strategic content approach um, where you're uploading excellent value that really will resonate with the target audience you're going after, do you find then that after a, maybe a certain period that then some of those people who have commented may then reach out to you to say, listen, You've been great giving such great value. I think we might be able to do some business together. Do you, do you find that that content is, is actually then promoting you as this professional thought leader in the space and helping? It certainly to get- helps, Philip. But one yeah. thing I do is people don't often think, a lot of people look at my content and go, that's great. But mm. then they get on with their day. So yeah. what, what I'll do is once a week, I do a very blunt sales post, which is like, Here's my masterclass. Don't miss out. My book was in the top 100 again on Amazon. You want to buy a copy now. Um, I'm speaking at this event. It's a paid for event, but you don't want to miss out on, you know, so once a week, I will do a blunt sales post. They don't do as well as a post that gives value. However, I got to remind people all the time that I want them to contact me for coaching. So if I don't, they just go, Nairaj guy is really good. Okay, next. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to remind people. Yeah, of course. And, and that's really important because people don't magically just come to you. Yeah. But don't forget, I'm not just leveraging LinkedIn. And as important as LinkedIn is, you have to leverage other areas. So I mm-hmm. do podcasts twice a month. And quite often, somebody will hear me in a podcast and say, I, I've heard you in quite a few podcasts now. I like what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Or I've been on your YouTube channel and I've been going through some of your videos. They're brilliant. Or I read your book and if somebody buys my book, there's a very good chance to become a client if they need coaching because I've got two books, not one, but two. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think of different avenues of bringing people to your business. It's never just one area, even though yeah. LinkedIn is so important. You've got to be thinking of email newsletters. You've got to be thinking of books. You've got to be thinking of ebooks. You've got to be thinking mm-hmm. of speaking at events. These are yeah. all the different forms of lead generation. So I have these working every single day, which right. means I get a certain number of leads a month many of which are not good quality, of course, but then there's always a few that are just beautiful clients and they're the yeah. ones you work on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're in the mind, the right mindset as well. I mean, as you say, you have to be on certain platforms because not everybody's on LinkedIn. You know, um, you might find them as we, we were discussing earlier, like on Clubhouse or they might be uh, consume their content via like YouTube or whatever. So it's it's really important that you kind of assess, you know, as a strategy, wouldn't you say, Naraj, to have those different pieces of content going out at different times? on the different platforms sort of without spreading yourself too thin. That's the only thing I always concern mm. myself is test, yeah. test, test, fill up and see what works. Well, that's yeah. so important. you got to test. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried Facebook twice. Mm. I've paid a lot of money to Facebook experts or people who said they were experts and they failed horribly. They couldn't mm-hmm. get my page working. They couldn't get engagement. It was very disappointing. I've taken Instagram courses. I was convinced Instagram is not my platform. I, I still don't believe it is. Okay. Uh, not, not for LinkedIn training and sales coaching, but I find people who are very well known, who've got mm-hmm. literally 300,000 followers on LinkedIn, who convinced me that if I paid them, they'd make a success and I paid them. And they didn't. I said, okay, I've just spent about a thousand pounds, which is maybe, I don't know, 1300 euros in the last Mm -hmm. two months. 
Mm. And he goes, yes, Nairaj, but if you, if you look at the terms and conditions of my contract, you'll see it's not guaranteed. I'm like, okay. So, you know, a lot of people are attracted to these big gurus who promise you the world. But like I said, yeah. I spent a lot of money. I got nothing out of it. It was very disappointing. So you, mm. you, you do have to try things out. You do have to test things, of course. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, you've got to tweak it and try again. Mm-hmm. But you also have to know what your best platforms are. Uh, Instagram is fantastic for health. Anything mm-hmm. to do with visual beauty, fantastic. But it's not LinkedIn training. It's not sales coaching. No. It really isn't. Yeah. No. So Philip will do very well on that, on Instagram then. Oh, yeah, with a hairstyle like that, his jokes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll do definitely, very well. Definitely. <laughs> so as we were saying, you're, you're, you're prospecting at the moment, right? So you're out there, it's early morning, you're on LinkedIn. Um, what would you say to somebody that's a wee bit nervous about going out and reaching out to people like, you know, um, what would you give them as maybe one or two pointers on, you know, connection with maybe a follow-up strategy? Is it what you were saying earlier or is there something that could get them off the, the first hurdle? as I say. Everything I said earlier, I would recommend apart okay. from shooting a video because when people are nervous, they're not going to shoot videos. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my clients are introverts and some of my clients are extroverts. So the okay. extroverts, I can say, look guys, just shoot a video. It's the best thing. Boom, go do it. Don't make an excuse. I want it done by tomorrow. You can't speak that way to an introvert because they think a bit differently. And mm-hmm. if you're a bit more shy, it takes a bit of persuasion. So with an introvert, you'll say, why don't you leave a LinkedIn, vo- a few LinkedIn voicemails? See how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. And then when they do that successfully, you go, okay, well done. Now, let's talk about the importance of video. When you record a video on your camera, I want you to imagine you're talking to your best friend. How would you talk to them? And you've got to work on their mindset more because it just takes a bit longer with an introvert recording video. But you can't mm-hmm. just get them to do it straight away. So again, that's the important thing about a coach. It's, it's understanding the psychology of the person because I coach everybody differently. I don't have like a a generic coaching regime for everybody. Every single person is different. Some Mm -hmm. clients I push hard, others I'm more gentle with. You know, so some clients like to work by email. Other clients love Zoom. So again, you got to work according to the person you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches just do the same training with everybody, which is a complete disaster. You don't do that. I don't oh, no. coach IT people the same way I coach hardcore salespeople. They're completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'd be the same mantra because um, I do, as I say, I'm in the social media training angle. And for me, um, everybody's different. So you can really gauge from the first conversation what's going to work for them. Um, like, uh, unfortunately, for the last year, a lot of mine has had to be on Zoom or through phone calls because people, you can't go and meet them, Naraj, fortunately, um, mm. which I used to do all the time because I'm a real, I love meeting people face to face and, you know, getting that kind of comfort factor with them. Um, but unfor- as I say, COVID has sort of parked that for me. Um, so I think people say, okay, well, the closest I'm going to get is Zoom, but then they could be having a bad hair day, Philip. And yeah. they have to say, look, <laughs> let's do this over the phone um, with a few pointers. Uh, and then, you know, y- you graduate maybe back onto Zoom, you know, if they're not feeling that confident. But really, um, you know, everybody's different um, and everybody's, you know, comfort mm-hmm. levels regarding, um, as you say, the sales process would be different. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a comfortable salesperson. Are you, Philip? Um it it really does it does depends like sometimes mm. if i if i get an instant rapport with an individual mm-hmm. um and i feel that they're open to what i'm about to either go through with them or what i'm mm. suggesting 
But if someone is a bit uh, sort of shows a, maybe a disinterest or kind of putting up a barriers, that can be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose it's just coming back to recentering and be confident in what you are saying or what you're proposing um, to allow that to shine through as such. Um, like I, I did in my previous role, I did the dreaded cold calls on the on the telephone. Oh, they're scary. Um, they're and, scary. And I think that's where my grey hair started, you know, because <laughs> it was like, you know, you, you would do whatever, a couple of hundred calls a week and, mm. you know, you either the phone was hung up or no, we're not interested. Oh, that, and the amount of people, yeah, call back, call back. And you might get one and then suddenly <laughs> the sun was shining. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> you know, but... um. So it is, it is, it's, I think it's for a lot of people, Naraj, is the follow-up. It's not so much the connecting and the, you know, touching base. It's the, you know, trying to follow up and maybe close the deal, as they say. That can be yeah. a bit of a challenge. Certainly can, but most people don't understand, Emer, that you got to do three to maybe up to as many as 12 attempts at following up. And most people, believe it or not, most people quit after the first attempt. Mm-hmm. And some people quit after the second. And if you quit after the first attempt, I will never do business with you ever. I want somebody who I know. Like for example, what's the last thing I bought? Um, okay, life insurance. I bought life insurance. I said to the guy, call me back 12 o'clock tomorrow. He did. And I mm-hmm. deliberately didn't answer. I said, look, I'm in a meeting. Call me back Saturday, one o'clock. And he goes, Saturday's my day off. I said, okay, fair enough. If you want the business, you'll call me back on Saturday. And he did, <laughs> you know, because I want to know yeah. someone's got, you know, if I'm giving you life insurance, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of money I'm paying you. Yeah, yeah. I want to know you're going to make the effort. If you say, look, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, you're not getting the business. You have to make effort with me. I want to see you make a sacrifice. I don't want you to treat me as a transaction ever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because I work in sales and I train people to sell better, it's difficult selling to me because I've heard everything. Yeah. And I am very tough on people who sell to me and especially people who try alternative closes on me. I'm like, dude, I know what you're doing. Stop it. Just talk to me like a human being, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I, I do feel bad for people who do that. But at the same time, you've got to follow up at least three to 12 times and you've got to make the effort. Business is always in the follow-up. Even the clients I have, they don't always say yes to me first. A lot of clients say no. Mm-hmm. And if they say that, it means they're not ready. It means they don't have the budget or... It means I haven't done a good enough job. A lot of people don't think about this. I haven't done a good enough job. Maybe I should have asked more questions. Maybe mm. I should be more patient. Most people don't take that kind of responsibility. They just blame the client. And yeah. you've got to take responsibility yourself and say, okay, what could I have done better? And a lot of the time, because clients haven't necessarily thought of investing in sales training, even though sales training is the best thing you could do, people will spend £10,000 a year in business coaching but they won't think of spending £1,000 on sales coaching, which is incredible. And so it's a new thing for them. And anything new takes time. People need a bit more almost courtship. So they got to see my posts a bit longer. They maybe have to read my first book. They maybe have to hear me talk at an event. So anytime people are interested in working with me, I always invite them to events I'm speaking to and get them a free ticket and say, listen to this event I'm speaking at for half an hour, or listen to this Q&A, or here's a dozen videos I want you to look at. Here's a PDF download I gave to my best paying clients. I just want you to look at it and give me your thoughts. And that way I try and bring them into my world so they Mm -hmm. can see I'm really genuine and how much, again, how much value I'm giving. Not how can I close them, but how much value am I giving? And that's how you win clients over. But it does take me between three to maybe six attempts Mm -hmm. to close most of my clients, even the ones who call me and say I'm interested. So that's an important lesson to learn. It doesn't always happen the first time. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's about having that 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 patience and just kind of, I suppose, not giving up, just kind of trying to refine the the process. Like that's a nice kind of I suppose, segue into this this next question, Naraj. Like with the content that you're putting out, it's obviously it's developing. I suppose your profile as being someone who is so on point when it comes to LinkedIn training, sales, etc. Like. like from a business perspective, you know, how would you normally recommend a business could build that sort of that thought leadership when they're using LinkedIn for their own business? That's a, that's a good question. And it's very simple. You have to be posting consistently in LinkedIn, mm. but you also have to be varying your posts. Now, now, what I mean by consistency is, you know, five days a week is ideal, but don't go straight into five days a week. It's quite overwhelming. So with all my clients, I recommend three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then four days a week. And then five. it's always important. It's always easier in life to build and achieve success than go straight in all guns blazing and then get overwhelmed, which a lot of people do. So that's the first thing. It has to be consistent. I see a lot of people posting once a month or twice a month. And then they ask me, why am I not getting any results? It has to be consistent. And the mm-hmm. second thing, it has to be varied. Now, by that, I mean every Monday, if you have a look at my LinkedIn profile, it's normally a video. If you look at Tuesday, I'm normally doing a hard sell. If you look at Wednesday, I'm normally doing just a text-based post, nothing else. But again, I'm giving loads of value to people. On a Thursday, I'm continuing to give loads of value to people. On a Friday, I might do another video or I'll give a shout out to a client of mine. Because again, mm-hmm. most people don't spend enough time on LinkedIn promoting their clients. Yes. They're always looking for new business, but I spend a lot of time liking and commenting on my clients' posts. I mm-hmm. share a lot of their posts on Twitter. I share it my company page. You know, all these things are important. So mm-hmm. I have a strategy behind what I do, but it's very varied. If I did every day a video, it would get boring. If I did every day just a post and a visual, it's boring. you got to mix it up a little bit. And that's something people don't do enough off on LinkedIn is mixing up their posts and being consistent. That's two big takeaways. Yeah, that's great. Advice. So, so as I say, like that—that that is like you—you ha- you can't actually, as I say to people, is when you're posting, it's a bit like somebody comes to your profile and they go down and have a look at the content you're putting out, and um, they will start to think, "God, they're boring." If it's always <laughs> the same stuff, yeah, it's a bit yeah. like you can go into Eason's and buy a magazine, Philip, um, and it's uh, you know all ads, you mm. know. It's, it just would put you right off. You're not going to get, um, as we were saying um, before, edutaining, like, you know, your yes. audience. Yeah, absolutely. Educating and entertaining them um, because it would just, I know it would put me off having the same stuff going out all the time um, and something that is not your, you end up going, God, you know, why would I go to them when all they do is put out the same, same, same stuff? I, I'm not learning anything and I'm not, you know, being updated with something new. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um I think keeping the feed a bit of variety, it also brings in a bit of personality. Yeah. Um, so like Naraj, like when it comes to, you know, some sort of, a, is there a golden rule regarding your combination of like your posts and your articles and your videos? Do you, do you have some sort of like strategy? Do you have like your 90 day plan and you put out um, what you're going to put out uh, at a time? 90 day plans is kind of scary for a lot of people. Even 30, even 30 day plans are for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So again, I always say, keep it simple and build. So I always teach people seven day plans because seven days are easy to implement. Mm-hmm. And over the next seven days, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Now, just to be clear, you don't have to promote every day. I often take Saturday off 
Uh, I do post now and again on Sundays if I feel like it, but um, it depends how much work I have on as well, you know. But I yeah. always do at least five days a week. That, that's absolutely key. And um, on, I always do this on a Sunday morning, by the way. I, I don't do my planning on Monday morning because Monday I'm busy with work. Mm-hmm. And when you're running a business, you can't just be taking time off in the middle of the day to say, okay, what are my plans this week for social media? I do this on a Sunday morning when it's really quiet. Mm. And if you don't want to do it on a Sunday morning, then I recommend Sunday evening. And just spend one hour with the phone off, because that's mm-hmm. really key as well. You, you got to be having your phone off and you're doing really good work. And just say, okay, how am I going to help people this week? Not what am I going to sell? How am I going to help people? What mm-hmm. value am I going to give? What conversation is going on in the mind of my clients right now that I can help solve? And those are the questions I ask. And bearing in mind, everything I write is based on experience anyway, so the ideas come out really quickly. You know, I don't have a problem coming up with ideas because mm-hmm. I always write from experience, but you have to get yourself in the right frame. Mm. And the right frame is always, how can I serve? How can I help? What value can I give? Yeah. yeah there you go, Philip. That's what I've been going wrong, you know. Yeah. I've been just, you know, self-serving, telling everybody how wonderful I am. <laughs> Glad you said that, not me. <laughs> um, like I suppose, like that's no, it's it's it, it's great advice because myself and Emer, we always with our own clients, or even when mm. say when we're talking with plenty of guests here on the show, we we always kind of say, you know, getting that that kind of content or editorial calendar down for the week because mm-hmm. then you can really kind of see, not only does it make you the business accountable to get the stuff up on the channels but it also gives you a sort of a sense of well what are we talking about this week you know so so it makes perfect sense like naraj for companies that for example it is very much in their interest and their benefit for their social media to be on linkedin should they be writing posts and articles with sales in mind or really to focus on their audience's problems and build trust from the start um you always want to be giving people value first. Yeah. That's key. What a lot of companies do on social media is they talk about their product, but mm. nobody cares about your product. That's the thing. They don't. They mm. care yeah. about how does your product help them. Mm. So people need to start talking more about the value their product gives. Uh, more people need to be sharing things like testimonials. So once a month, I collect you know various testimonials people give me on my LinkedIn recommendations, and I actually post them on LinkedIn of the person's name, their job title and who they work with. And all fairness, not happens. My competition do call them a lot, but that shows it's like social proof. So when you go on a holiday, you will go to Expedia or TripAdvisor. When you go to Amazon to buy something, you look at reviews, social proof does matter. And when you over deliver for a client, you have to be asked for testimonials. I'm always surprised how many people don't do this. And Americans are very good at it, but the British and to a certain extent, the Irish are a bit more reserved. It's, you know, you've made a very interesting point there because, and I don't know if you ever come across this when maybe you're advising some of your own clients on that respect, because I sometimes kind of feel maybe on, you know, outside of America, maybe in Europe, UK, Ireland, that companies are afraid to maybe almost identify their clients by way of a testimonial for exactly what you experienced, whereby the competitor, oh, they're working with so-and-so get a sales call in there. Mm-hmm. But it, I suppose, does that just come back to the fact that you need to have, I suppose, confidence in the relationship you have with your client and that if they're giving you a testimonial, who cares if a competitor calls? You know, they're, they're not going to just jump ship 
or is that or what's your 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 thought process on that i know a lot of people i've spoken to are scared of using testimonials because mm. they're scared the competition will call them and, and yeah. look that's going to happen that just will and if you yeah. put a testimony on your website and say j smith dublin that sounds so made up <laughs> you know? that oh, doesn't yeah. sound real <laughs> and i see people do that I'm like that, that looks like you've completely made it up and I, I see so many people on linkedin do this say oh look at this mm. i had a client i made them twenty thousand pounds and the person's name is Anne from london i'm like seriously i know you're making it up now some people go oh you're amazing you're so talented no i know you're yeah. lying so yeah. you have to be real. And that's why I give name, job, title, company. Now, the competition will call. That's why I over-deliver massively for my mm-hmm. customers. So I'll give you a good example. Uh, two weeks ago, I sent a box of expensive handmade chocolates to my top six customers. Now, bear in mind, it's my business. So I don't need 20, 30, 40 clients. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I only have six clients that invest with me every single month throughout the year without fail. Yeah. Now I've got about a dozen clients who will invest once a month or now and again. Mm-hmm. But those six are gold dust to me. They're the ones who pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm. They pay my cars. They pay the electricity, gas, you know, all the bills in my house. They're the ones mm-hmm. who help my daughter through university. They are the most important clients I have. And mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I sent them all an expensive box of chocolates, which cost £20 each, but they're beautiful handmade yeah. chocolates with a personal thank you card mm-hmm. saying, I just wanted to say thank you for being a great client. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I say. And of the six clients, five of them picked up the phone and called me and say, oh my God, thank you so much, Naraj. Nobody, nobody sends me chocolates or gifts ever. At Christmas, we often get a standard boring box of biscuits, but apart from that, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. You know, after three months working with me, I often then go to Amazon and buy my client's book. And I'll, I'll buy a book according to what they want. So one of my clients is an Everton football fan. I bought them loads of books on Everton history. One mm-hmm. client of mine loves whiskey. So for his birthday recently, instead of just doing what a lot of people do, which is, hi, happy birthday, I sent him a bottle of beautiful West Highland peat whiskey. It cost 45 quid, but my God, he loved it. He, wow. you know, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You've got to go over and above the call of duty. And mm-hmm. buying yeah. a book for somebody giving them a box of chocolates, sending a thank you card, remembering birthdays. None of my competition are doing this. None yeah. of them. Yeah. And that's why they can't win my, my clients. They go in with massive discounts. They, because again, my clients show me this. They go in with 50% discounts, 60% discounts. I did lose one client last year because my uh, competitor went in with free training. Mm-hmm. And that really annoyed me. And then they got a picture and put it on LinkedIn. And it's quite a big client. And the client's name was there in the background. And that hurt me. Mm-hmm. And I called up the head of HR saying, what do you do that for? And she goes, Neeraj, it's free of charge. I said, yes, but I've been taking care of you for the last year. And she goes, yeah, but Neeraj, it's free of charge. You keep insisting on charging. <laughs> and right. Um, right. that right. hurt me. But that's going to happen every now and again. But the client had to give it away free of charge. But mm-hmm. it still hurt me. But, you know, that's business. You're going to lose business now and again. You just have to accept it. But as long as you're doing the right thing, keep taking care and holding on to your biggest clients. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah, I, I, I like I, maybe you're like myself, you're a wee bit of a mommy. Uh, you like to make sure everybody's OK. And uh, um, because I always feel, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. Um, because at the end of the day, we're all customers and we all need, you know, solutions to our pain points. Yeah. I need a major solution to a pain point every week here, but we won't talk about that. Um, you but, want to quit uh, or do you? <laughs> hmm, we'll talk later. Yes. Um, but um, do you know what I'm actually, you know, as we're still in the vein of selling and LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff, um, Naraj, people uh, would ask me about, you know, the old company page. 
do they post? Do they not post? Do they become a little bit salesy on the company page? Because if they look salesy on their personal profile, it doesn't look good. So what's your take on that? Company pages are good to have. You should have them, but you're not going to get a massive amount of business from them. And I'll tell you why. People connect with people. Yeah. You know, I'm the managing director. Everybody works in sales. Nobody calls me up saying, oh, my God. I love everybody who works in sales. You, you have the most amazing business. <laughs> nobody does that. Even though it is a business I'm very proud of, nobody yeah. calls me because of that. Now and again, yeah. they'll say, nice name, but that's as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. People hire me. They hire the person behind the company because I'm the public face. I'm the one who gives value. I'm the one who shares and helps people. I'm the one who, when times were tough last March and people were losing their jobs in lockdown, mm-hmm. I was giving away free link. That's the only time I ever did free. So I help mm-hmm. out charities or I help people mm-hmm. who lost their jobs. And they then go on LinkedIn a few months later and say, oh my God, I lost my job. Neeraj helped me out. He gave me mindset training. He gave me LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Neeraj. My mm-hmm. competitors don't do that. But I do because I, I lost my job 10 years ago in the recession. I yeah. know how much it hurts. Yeah. I know yeah. how much it affects your mindset. And as a man, I know how much it affects your ego. Mm-hmm. It's humiliating when you can't pay the bills. And so I, I, I've been there. So I, I go out of my way to help people. But, you know, mm-hmm. They buy the person. But in terms of my company page, you know, I have a company page because it is important to have one to show you have a business mm-hmm. and to show you have followers. But I only have 450 followers. Whereas in my personal profile, I have 9,200, which is amazing. That's that's wow. a big number. Yeah. But mm, company is. page is only 400. It's not mm-hmm. that big. I don't get much engagement, but I have it there so people know I have a business. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, unless you're a Nike or a Microsoft or a LinkedIn or a, a Google People don't buy into your business. They buy into you. Yeah, 100%. Naraj, um, we are slowly winding down towards the end. I can't believe that this has nearly been yeah. an hour. I think I, I think we like it's been incredible. The insights, like I, I've got a number of takeaways noted that I need to give myself a kick up the backside and get sorted myself. So uh, so thank you. Um, we have time for two last questions. Um, I suppose the first one is, is there any fundamental sales concepts from in-person face-to-face selling that could be applied to LinkedIn? Yes. So when you're going to meet somebody face-to-face, you should spend time researching their business. Mm -hmm. You should spend time learning about them, reading their news, their blogs, case studies, all things like that, really at least having some understanding of the business. The exact same process occurs in LinkedIn. I never, ever message somebody unless I've looked at the LinkedIn profile, Mm. had a look at their website, and at least have two points of sort of comments I can make. That will often be, I read your new story about XXX, or I liked your post on LinkedIn about this, or quite often when I look at someone's profile, I scroll right down to the bottom and you can see who they're following. And a lot of mm-hmm. people follow Bill Gates or Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or Brene Brown, a lot mm-hmm. of people. And even last night, I said to a woman in America, you know, thank you for connecting. What was the reason you want to get in touch? P.S. I see you follow Brene Brown. Have you read her book, Dare to Lead? And have you seen her Netflix documentary? And she came back in five minutes. Oh, my God, I love that Netflix documentary. <laughs> and um, and she goes, I haven't read Dare to Lead. I said, you've got to read it. It's a brilliant book. And she goes, oh, thank you so much, Neeraj. I really appreciate that. I said, hey, no problem. Let me know what your thoughts are. And she went, will do. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. that may not be somebody I do business with. In fact, a lot of the people who message me on LinkedIn aren't necessarily my clients. But mm-hmm. if you leave somebody better off than how they were when you met them, that's a really good thing to do in business. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't think about that. They only think, how can I make money? But yeah. there's so many people I help that financially will never become my client. Mm-hmm. But I leave them 
knowing, despite the fact I have the word sales in my job title, I'm a good person. <laughs> you know, and, and that's important to me. So when you get to the pearly gates, your man upstairs will go, he was a good person. He helped loads of people. And uh, he'll go, sell me this pencil, Naraj. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so worried if God said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Will we uh, let him in or will we let make him wait? <laughs> um, so listen, before we go, um, it's been great having you. Um, and I could talk to you all day and all night. Um, might have might catch you in Clubhouse again. Um, is there anything you can share with us? Have you any new, anything coming up? Any plans or, um, or is that still hush hush? Uh, well, I always say, look, the most important thing about sales, uh, if I say to people, look, go read my books, you will learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Some people will, some won't. So I always start off small. So like I said at the beginning, baby steps is good. So mm-hmm. go to YouTube, type in everybody works in sales mm-hmm. and subscribe to my channel. It's free of charge. And there's about 60 videos there. Now, most of these videos are between 90 seconds and two minutes. That's all. 90 seconds Lovely. to two minutes. And you can easily spend five minutes a day learning, but don't just learn. Please take action because it's not just a learning. It's a taking action that's important. Mm-hmm. And if that's a value to you, Go on to Amazon, look up Everybody Works in Sales, 52 Amazon reviews, 46 mm-hmm. of them are five-star reviews. Brilliant. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Quite a few of them are negative reviews from my haters and compet- competitors, mm-hmm. but to have 45 five-star reviews is amazing in the book. And it's been in the top 100 in the UK Amazon on 29 occasions. That's incredible. You don't do that by luck. No. That, yeah. And it's been three years now, and it's still, I think last weekend it was number 156 Wow. Out of something like two hundred thousand books, okay, only stayed there for like two hours, but still, you know, Top I will take it. <laughs> That's brilliant. I will take it. But yeah. read the books; you'll learn so much. And I've got, you know, a top um, LinkedIn sales tips for twenty twenty one. Just drop me an email, Neeraj at everybodyworksinsales dot com. Let mm-hmm. me know that you, that you listen to me on this podcast. Don't just ask me for it because I won't send it to you. Say, I heard you on Emer and Phillips' podcast. Please, can you send me a LinkedIn tips? Then I will do it. So again, that's, that's that just shows to people listen or not. Because a lot of times people don't listen. You know? Actually, actually so, can you let us know if they have listened? I will. <laughs> I sent out two emails, Emer and Philip. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> to us. They'll be to us. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Naraj, it has been fantastic having you on today. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. So much food for thought for us mm-hmm. and for our, our listeners has been um, it's been a pleasure. Well, listen, I'm so glad we connected on Clubhouse, and I'm so sorry I've only been able to be in one of your rooms so far. Because a lot of the time, uh, Emer Candy pings me in. I'm always speaking in Clubhouse because I'm getting asked to moderate a lot of rooms now. Right. I've got almost two thousand followers, which is quite big on Clubhouse. So that's mm-hmm. great. I'm kind of leveraging that. Again, it's, it's something we mentioned earlier. It's not just the followers. It's what you do with the followers. So having yeah. a number of followers is amazing, but people can't message me on Clubhouse. So I always say, look, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I say yeah. this to everybody. Hmm. Please connect with me on LinkedIn because that's where I can speak to you. I can't speak yeah. to you on Clubhouse and, yep. or have a personal conversation unless you're connected with me on LinkedIn. So please do that. And again, it's giving calls to actions. You've got to do that with people. Otherwise, they'll just follow you. And it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So, Mr. Twyford? Well, I suppose all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download, subscribe, so you won't miss an episode. 
And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye. Bye.